This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. This is Resource Centre with Audrey Raj. On the show today, we're going to be talking about data-driven crisis management. Now, although most organisations plan for crises, people generally assume it'll never happen to them. You know, they draft the plans and they leave it on a shelf and then the unthinkable happens. A singular social media post from a disgruntled employee goes viral, leaving the company scrambling for damage control. Even worse, organisations can get roped into larger geopolitical or social issues like what happened with Chelsea Football Club that was stuck in a state of uncertainty as its owner faced sanctions over Russia invading Ukraine. One thing's for sure though, when a crisis hits, the way an organisation acts and communicates often determines how the crisis plays out. While a crisis may not be reversible, shockwaves can be softened, damage can be mitigated, and organizations can emerge stronger and better than before. And to talk to us about how we can use data to help with communication efforts during and in preparation for a crisis, we have on the show today, Sabrina Azmi from Karma Asia. Sabrina, welcome to the show. Hi, Audrey. It's nice to be here. All right. So, Sabrina, before we get started, maybe you can give us some background into Karma Asia and how your work kind of intertwines with uh, data-driven crisis management. All right. Thank you. Um, So, Karma Asia is a global provider of technology and research services. We are a media intelligence agency. So, we enable organizations to monitor, measure and evaluate communications and understand the media landscape and public opinion. So our clients come from all industries. We work with a wide range of MNCs, governments, and NGOs, and we primarily work with PR and communications professionals in these organizations. So when it comes to uh, crisis management, we really help uh, these businesses track key issues. We evaluate uh, their communications, their response, and we identify potential reputational risks, um, any effects on their brand, what people are saying, how the news is being disseminated. And this really helps them to come up with the best uh, plan. So the next steps, what should you do after a crisis has been identified? Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, uh, Sabrina, at the top of the show, I mentioned how, you know, in this digital age, a crisis can easily be sparked by the simplest of things, you know, even a social media post by an employee. Now, we know it has become more challenging to contain uh, and address um, a crisis, you know, as things go viral so quickly. But how else has crisis management become more challenging in this digital age? Well, currently, it has been a lot tougher to manage crises, mainly because of the evolving media landscape. I think especially in the last decade, there have been so many ways to get information now. There are a lot of um, online publications, uh, a lot of social media channels that have risen. And this has caused um, a wide uh, flurry of information to be flowing every single day. And it's not just the social media platforms, but it's the messaging apps as well. So anyone can share information, anyone can share misinformation Mm. And once they do, they have this uh, propulsive power to 
uh, of these platforms to basically disseminate it across the globe. So from a local issue, it can quickly become a, a global one. Right. So, so from a business standpoint, um, it's very important to react quickly to diffuse a crisis or to send out the right and appropriate response. So if we don't react quickly, there's going to be serious com- consequences to your reputation. And not only that, it's also being able to discern from the noise and pick up what's important and which information truly matters to your to your company and to your brand. And how does an organization go about doing just that? I think the key things when it comes to crisis monitoring especially is having the right technology and the right mm-hmm. people to be able to uh, analyze the data that's coming in. So with technology, what you can do is essentially uh, be able to get the right information quickly um, and you have a very, you're able to assess a wider range of uh, data as well. So technology helps predominantly with speed and accessibility and you're not able to capture a lot of information at a very fast speed. Um, However, technology is not everything and it it may not be able to ascertain the true impact of the coverage that you receive. So in most cases, um, the reputational impact of actually a single post might not be uh, as important as you think it is. Uh, So the human judgment here is key. We Mm. will need to know the credibility of the author, the number of followers they have and the volume of engagement. But what should be considered along with that is also the content and the sentiment of the post. And this can be determined with a human analysis. So what I'm trying to get here is that we need both that technology and that human aspect in order for us to really determine whether uh, a crisis is really going on, whether it's worth our time to respond um, and whether it will uh, negatively impact our brand. Right. Now, Sabrina, can you give us some examples uh, of uh, a case study of how this has been done or can be done, you know, using technology to kind of monitor, assess, and then, of course, the people skills as well. Um, You know, can you give us an example um, uh, of how this has been done or can be done? So with a lot of um, our clients, uh, one of the first few things that we actually propose or discuss with whenever we onboard uh, somebody new is what is your crisis plan? So if something occurs, what do you want us to support you with? And a lot of the times it's, uh, first of all, with uh, gathering information. So we come up with a robust um, monitoring plan whereby we uh, have a point of contact to inform us of the of the issue or we send out real-time alerts so that our clients are kept abreast of what's happening. And we monitor this um, day by day. So every single day we send alerts or we send media coverages to report back to them. Okay, this is the topic. These are the developments. These are what people are saying. And then from there, that's where our clients use our data in order to create the right response um, or not respond at all. And at the end of this uh, crisis monitoring period, whenever the client feels like, okay, this is a good time for us to Uh, kind of pull away, the crisis has been diffused, what we would do then is to measure the effectiveness of their response. So we inform them that, okay, this, uh, the response that you've sent, this is the impact that it has created, this is what people are saying about your apology or your statement and so on. 
And uh, this is the final consequence of the entire crisis. So this is what you guys can learn from the next time. This is the follow-up steps that you might need to do. So we made recommendations uh, where appropriate. So it's always about uh, creating that plan before the crisis mm. and tailoring that plan according to what our client needs, what the nature of the crisis is and so on. Right. Now, um, is there a way to use this technology and data to get a deeper understanding of the crisis, you know, for like a post-crisis report and, and also to kind of upgrade your, your, your uh, crisis plans moving forward? So I think when it comes to having data, it's not just about getting that data, but it's about having the right data. So the right data can really give businesses an edge over their competitors uh, or an edge over the industry. And I think I go back to my point about having the right technology as well as having the right people to interpret uh, the data that's coming in. So the technology will give you that speed, that accessibility. So um, getting alerted very quickly and also being able to view um, a, a more broad view of, of the crisis that's happening. Uh, but what really matters here is the human judgment. So you mm. can have all the right data, but if you don't have experts to interpret the data and provide that actionable insights, you won't be able to achieve the right communication and messaging. So right. the reality is that you need both. To technology to do the heavy lifting and human analysis to do the critical thinking, the contextual understanding, and the organizational awareness in order, in order to get the right insight. Right. Now, Sabrina, um, is there any way that this data and tech can be used to help um, the, the company personnel to anticipate issues that um, you can't predict, you didn't see coming? Yes, of course. So with, I think especially with social listening tools, uh, that's where it's, uh, it really plays a very big role uh, because it is how you identify what we call uh, white space. So what is it that, because uh, you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So having social listening tools and being up to date with the latest conversations within the industry or the latest conversations uh, within sustainability or ESG, for example, it can really help you prepare uh, to spot that those potential gaps or those potential issues that your brand or your company might be associated with. So I think social listening here is key. Listening to on-the-ground sentiment, um, keeping on top of latest industry developments, um, and really being able to kind of uh, open up your 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 data space to to look out wide, see beyond the horizon, so that you can potentially spot uh, certain issues or certain um, uh, key topics that might be relevant to your to your brand and to your company. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break for some messages. But when we come back, we talk about using data to help, well, with your organization's authenticity. All that and more happening on Resource Center. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. .9. Benchmark for Managers. BFM 89.9. .9. You are listening to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have Sabrina Azmi from Karma Asia, and we are talking about data-driven crisis management. Now, uh, Sabrina, uh, 
you know what it's like when an organization is facing a crisis. The worst thing that can happen is if they come across in their actions and in the way they communicate as not being authentic. You know, basically being coming across as just not feeling like it's genuine, right? Uh, is there any way that data or technology can help businesses or organizations um, be more authentic in their delivery when it comes to crisis management? I think before we even get to the um, to the response of like sounding authentic, I think every business needs to um, understand what their key objectives are. Like what are their communications objectives and goals? How do they want to be seen as a brand? And they have to be able to identify who is their target audience. Who are these uh, consumers? Who are their users? Um, and even their employees and their stakeholders, who are these people that they're trying to address? Um, and afterwards, then we can leverage on technology in order to listen to the right people. Mm. So you have a monitoring tool, but if you're not very certain on who your target audience are, you wouldn't know which outlets to look at, which social media pages to to uh, listen to, what kind of users uh, or comments that really matter to them. So I think before we uh, touch on monitoring, we should really go back to our communication strategies and think about what is it that we want to achieve. And when a crisis does occur, um, we should be able to work with uh, your media intelligence provider to really narrow down on uh, the kind of channels or the kind of social media users that you want to listen to. And that way you will know how to respond. I think the, the issue that has happened a lot uh, in, in the past year, especially during the pandemic, is that um, when businesses are faced with crisis, they don't know um, how to respond or if they respond, it is in a way that uh, their audience uh, doesn't want them to so or not how they had mm. thought that these businesses would respond. So listening is very important here and interpreting uh, the on-the-ground sentiment, what social media users are saying, is very important. Only then can you uh, respond in an appropriate manner? You can apologize in an appropriate manner. I think it's really funny how a lot of um, memes or a lot of like social media content these days are about how brands just don't know how to say sorry. They yeah. don't know what their users or what their consumers want to hear. So I think it's really important uh, to, to listen to, to their on-the-ground sentiment. Right. Do you have any examples of uh, an organization who's done it right? Something that just stands out in your mind? Okay. So I think one of the biggest crises, uh, obviously, that all of us have faced is um, COVID-19. And I think in the last, uh, in the past year, it has affected a lot of businesses. And that in itself is, uh, it, it is considered an external crisis that has affected everyone. So I think how businesses have responded, um, especially governments, uh, have uh, you know posit can positively or negatively impact their people. So one of the key issues uh, within uh, this pandemic is actually the uptake of of uh, vaccines. Mm. So one of uh, we did a research actually on on vaccines um, in in Europe and how the uh, the communication that uh, different government bodies have pushed out have created uh, either a trust or a mistrust um, of, of these vaccines. And this has directly impacted uh, the uptake of 
vaccines within a certain population. So to answer your question, um, I think in a lot of uh, Western governments, it has been very positive because the communication is clear. Uh, they know that you know everybody is facing this very huge crisis. Everyone is impacted by uh, the vaccines. And having this clear communication, knowing the key messages that hit home to, to their people and to convince them to take the vaccines have largely been very um, successful. And you know, if you look at a, a government agency as a brand in itself, it's very important that they get the right messaging out to their people so that they would uh, do whatever that they want to do, which in this case is to take the vaccines. I think um, another key issue that uh, we've actually faced uh, with our own clients um, are issues of uh, racial allegations um, where businesses have faced uh, serious allegations, you know, saying that, okay, they are racist or they have um, uh, high, uh, they don't have enough diversity or they, they've hired according to, to the colour of the skin. So what we've done in these situations is actually to deliver curated monitoring reports and we've picked out uh, the key comments or the key channels that have uh, sort of perpetuated these allegations and this information and to see what people are saying about it. And I think this, in this case, it was fairly, um, it was fairly successful because while the business had faced, they have had you know issues with diversity before, there were very clear steps with how they wanted to approach diversity, how they wanted to hire um, more fairly, and this was very clearly communicated um, mm. to the people. Uh, via their press releases, on their social media accounts. So the messaging was clear. People didn't want to know about what happened in the past. They wanted to know how this company was going to approach uh, the situation in the future. And that right. was very clear with the response that they sent out. Mm -hmm. uh, they were very uh, clear and strategic about the way that they were going to improve uh, their hiring and the way that they were going to improve their employee diversity. And that really resonated with the people. It resonated with their consumers and right. hence had saved essentially their brand. Mm. Now, uh, Sabrina, the other thing that I wanted to um, bring up was the fact that, you know, when these, uh, when a crisis plays out uh, with an organization externally, you know, so much of the firefighting is happening um, with the press or on social media, you know, today. Um, but it's it's really focused on your external audience, your external stakeholders. But we've also seen how the impact can be felt internally within an organization. So is there any way that data and insights can assist businesses, you know, to, to with their internal communication during a crisis? Well, internal communications, you know, it has always been incredibly important, but I think we've, we've seen it become uh, even more important during a crisis period. Um, we have seen this through uh, the pandemic, uh, the, uh, the, the war in Ukraine and so on. And PR teams should really have their fingers on the pulse and understand how uh, any of these crises could impact their stakeholders, which includes their employees. I think from a media intelligence uh, standpoint, we should really be monitoring and measuring employee engagement and advocacy. Mm -hmm. So when a crisis occurs, um, how do your employees feel? Uh, what is it that they are 
thinking about what are the discussions that they're having within each other. So this can be done through either employee surveys. We can check uh, internal email open rates or Glassdoor reviews. So one of the key things that uh, companies would do in uh, in case or when a crisis occurs is to first of all send out disseminate information internally mm. but then we need to know who is reading that information and if the engagement rates are low how do we improve um, the engagement how do we get them to actually click into that email to actually watch that video and to listen to the messages that we have to uh, that we want to put out so I think employees are very key stakeholders in a business um, and it's important that they're not left out, uh, especially in, 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 these, uh, in these uncertain times. Right. So uh, a quick recap, Sabrina, from what I gathered from today's um, discussion, I think that you can use data and insights um, in crisis management in, to, to aid the organization in so many ways, you know, not only from formulating uh, the right strategy, um, it helps the organization be more agile in it, the way it approaches uh, a crisis. Um, it can also help uh, to strengthen brand authenticity. Uh, and then, of course, you know, once the crisis is done, you can actually analyze the results and improve your strategy for instances to come, Right. Do you, before I let you go, Sabrina, is there any advice that you can give organizations out there on how they should begin to incorporate data, incorporate um, insights into their crisis management approach? I think the simplest thing to do is actually to just start. If you don't have a media monitoring provider for your brand, you should get one. Um it is very important to be able to, from the beginning, have the right tools uh, to monitor the data, to monitor your brand. Um, I think second thing is uh, what I've mentioned earlier is actually to set clear and smart communications objectives and know who your target audience is. You should know as um, a brand, how do you want to be perceived? What are your values and principles? How do you want your consumers uh, to associate with uh, what do you want your consumers to associate you with? Mm. And from there, you will know what you want to listen to. You will know what you want to monitor. And with that data, you will be able to make the right, uh, the right steps. Okay. And um, I think in terms of managing a crisis, um, always, always, always have a plan. Uh, you must uh, discuss this with your media intelligence provider if you have one and plan out your step-by-step -step approach on a monitoring uh, your step-by-step -step approach in uh, monitoring a potential issue and you must be ready to uh, monitor any and all types of issues. So it can be an external issue, it can be an industry crisis, it can be a brand crisis. So have a plan for every single one of those. Um, currently, we do have a crisis resource hub uh, on karma.com slash crisis. So if you guys want to learn more about how to create that initial plan or how to decide uh, which channels or which uh, social media platforms to monitor, uh, you guys can head over to, to that resource hub to, to check it out. And that website again is karma.asia? karma.com slash crisis. Right. 
Thank you, Sabrina, for taking the time to speak with us. I've been speaking with Sabrina Azmi from Karma Asia on data-driven crisis management. If you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the BFM app available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. More Resource Centre coming at you same time next week. But till then, this is Audrey Raj for Enterprise BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.